Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Xander Fryer from High Impact Coaching. And if you want to learn how to maximize your impact on your relationships, you definitely have to be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. I'm your host, Travis Chapel. Today, I'm chatting with a really good buddy of mine, Xander Fryer. Xander is a best-selling author, internationally renowned speaker, and world traveler, and is more than just a corporate dropout. After quitting his successful corporate career at age 27, Xander launched his company, High Impact Coaching, to inspire and empower entrepreneurs to build successful businesses while adding value to the world. From zero to six figures in three months, and then seven figures in 12, his trainings now impact over 50,000 people in 22 different countries and at more than 300 organizations. Guys, you're really going to enjoy this, this chat with Xander. Anytime I bring on somebody that's a really good friend of mine, we always have a really good conversation. So I can't wait to get into some of those things. But first, really quickly, if you are a seven-figure entrepreneur and you know the impact that a podcast could have on your business, you know how positive it would be for your for your business to have a podcast, whether that be for building authority or credibility in your niche, 
or if it's through uh, bringing in more revenue to your business or building better relationships with your clientele or using it as a business development tool to get in touch with people in your industry, your niche, whatever the reason is, you know that it's, that it's useful. You just don't have the time or the team or the resources to dedicate to figure out all the backend nonsense, all the equipment and the software and the, uh, the stuff that usually bogs people down. Then don't worry about any of that. Do what you're really good at and run your business. And then let me and my team do what we're really good at, which is launching world-class podcasts. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. There's a quick application there. We'll jump on a phone call to see if we would be a good fit to help you get your podcast out into the world. Xander, what's up, my man? Thanks so much for joining me. Travis, how's it going? Thanks for having me, brother. Yes, sir. Happy to. Happy to. Um, so for those people who don't know, Xander actually came out in January to Breckenridge, uh, Colorado with my mastermind. So we were able to spend a few days together out there um, up, up, in the, uh, up in the beautiful mountains of Breckenridge. Uh, you, put, you put on a good show, man. That was fun. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. You and, uh, you and Todd both been willing to come out on short notice and, and just kind of hang out and spend time with the crew. Everybody really enjoyed having you both there for sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and jump in here, brother, and move into the beginning, right? Build some context for some people uh, because I find it fascinating where people started and then where they ended up and how it, it led to that point. Because I'm sure when you were like 15, your guidance counselor didn't give you like <laughs> online coaching as an uh, option to, uh, no. to doing something with the rest of your life. So talk to me about like 14, 15 year old Xander. What were you up to back then? And uh, how did you end up getting into what you're doing now? Oh, that is, that is a great question. How long do we have? Do we have a couple hours now? <laughs> yeah. um, so when I, yeah, when I was in high school, I was, uh, I was actually like the nerdy kid in high school. So I was super, super good at math um, and like good at math, good at physics. So like the, the question, like, what are you going to do with your career was pretty straightforward. Everybody was like, yeah, be an engineer, right? Like you're good at math, you're good at physics. Like the world will always need engineers. That was kind of the, the, given path for me, if you will. So I ended up, ended up going to UCLA for electrical engineering. And, uh, you know, when I got there, obviously, you know, like, uh, you know, got into my engineering classes and I was like so excited by logarithms and, and integration and all that stuff. And no, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> but you know, one of the, one of the things that I was tell people was like, you know, that's, that kind of got me into a world of engineering, which in my opinion is actually incredibly similar to entrepreneurship, hmm. right? If you really think of the, the basics and the foundations of en engineering and entrepreneurship, it's, it's problem solving. Yeah. Right. Like I was, right. I always tell people as an entrepreneur, you're, you're literally in the business of solving problems. Like you solve one problem, then you move to the next. Mm -hmm. Right. And mm -hmm. as you get better at solving problems, you get bigger problems. Right. Yeah. But that's, it's the same thing with engineering. Engineering is just, somebody gives you a problem and a good engineer will find, you know, the fastest, simplest way <laughs> to solve that problem. Sure. It was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Cause that's, you know, I look back and people always ask me like, well, now that you're not doing anything with your, with your degree, does it suck? I'm like, actually I'm using it every day. But that, that being said, that was not a, that was not how I got into entrepreneurship. I actually, so when I was going to UCLA, I, I was actually paying my own way through college and um, I was a big fan of, of the military and the air force specifically. So I actually joined air force ROTC in order to pay for, pay for my uh, tuition and everything. And that's, okay. that's when I really started to fall in love with, uh, with leadership and mentorship and, and helping others, uh, you know, over my four years in air force ROTC, 
And I was, I graduated top of my class from our, our, uh, field training, which is like the air force ROTC version of boot camp, you know, and, and really, uh, leveraged a lot of the opportunities to grow as a leader. And that's when I really found that I, that was something that I was really passionate about. That was my, you know, my first introduction to like true purpose and mission in my life was, sure. was leading others. Um, so it was actually, you know, I had this, this amazing 20 year plan to be a, a leader in the air force. I was actually lined up to be a, a pilot in the air force and my, uh, my senior year on, uh, you know, I was 21 and right after Christmas, I actually made the really dumb decision of, uh, of driving home after about three beers one night and I uh, got pulled over and got a DUI. Mm. So, you know, 21 year old kid, you know, who basically just had the, the next 20 years of their, their life planned just completely, you know, I ripped it out from under myself. Wow. Um, you ended up getting kicked out of the air force for a DUI. Didn't, didn't matter, you know, how good my scores were or anything like that. Uh, this was back in like 2000, what was it? 2009, 2010. So the, the military was force shaping a lot and trying to get everyone out that they could, but that basically left me, you know, left me with, uh, with all this passion and then no idea what I was doing. So I did what every 21 year old kid does at that point with, uh, with an engineering degree. I, I take my degree and I, I go run headfirst into the corporate world. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where where I started out and how I got into uh, working for Cisco Systems right right out of college. So spent about six years working for Cisco Systems right out of college, and obviously went pretty well. Went went pretty well. You know, it's, it's interesting looking back at that life because you know before I quit, I I, I quit three years ago to start my coaching business. And, you know, those last three years have been, you know, an absolute dream. Also, you know, one of the hardest three years in terms of like growth for of my life. But, sure. you know, I, I look back at, you know, my six years at Cisco and it was actually amazing. And I think that was the hardest part. I think most people, you know, they have to hit like a rock bottom to change. And right. I, you know, I had this career that frankly, I had one of the best jobs out of any one of my friends. I was making you know, multiple six figures as a kid in his mid twenties, you know, driving a BMW, living on Venice beach, flying around the country. Like I, I had standing meetings with C-level executives at companies like Disney, Verizon, NBC, Comcast, uh, you know, all those companies. And, you know, as a kid in his mid twenties, like it, it was everything that I thought, you know, everybody told me was success and I just didn't feel successful. Hmm. And I think that was, yeah, that was one of the biggest things for me while I was there. You know, I had, I had did a you, pretty good life. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you not feel successful or did you not feel fulfilled? I think it was a, a little bit of both, right? Like I think, I think I was trying to get clear on what success actually was. Right. And I yeah, think sure. to me, realize, like to me, fulfillment is part of success. Right? Oh, like I thought, I that's thought the majority was- of success. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. 
You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, I thought success was the money. I thought Mm -hmm. success was the Mm -hmm. car. I thought success was the title. I thought it was all of those things. And it was like, it was absolutely none of the, none of those things because I had all that and I didn't right. feel it. So yeah, I, I think that was a big lesson for me was success is actually a feeling. It's not a number. Yeah, it's amazing how quick we are to chase other people's versions of success and never actually take the time to define it for ourselves. Yeah, and I think that's, that was kind of the big thing. The big thing for me was like, you know, I spent the first 27 years of my life chasing that version of success. And frankly, I was pretty good at chasing that version of success because I would- sure. I would I would catch it here. I would catch it there, but I would never, I would never feel it. And you do that enough times. And eventually you're like, something in this whole damn system is wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You can only, you can only spin your wheels for so long before yeah. there comes a point where you're just like, there's obviously something that's not working. And exactly. the cool thing that you decided to do was to actually do something about it, because I'm sure that there's people listening to this right now that are stuck in that exact situation that you were in and maybe just like fear is overtaking them or something else is telling them that they have to stay put. What would you say to somebody that might be in a similar position to the one that you were in? Maybe they're, you know, they're, they're in the good right now, right? They're in the good position. They make good money. They have a good job. Everything's good, but maybe they just have that desire to be great. What would you say to somebody like that? Yeah. I, I, you know, the thing that I always tell people is we get, we get more, we get really comfortable in the hell that we know. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like hell. And that's actually the trap. Like that is the prison, sure. right? Because it's, it's bad enough for you not to be fulfilled and not to be fully happy or not to be fully purposeful. Um, but it's not bad enough for you to have the motivation to take action and get out of it. Right. right? And I think that's, that's literally the most dangerous place to be. Right. And, you know, we're obviously we're going through a lot right now where, you know, the economy and society is shifting and changing like crazy, which mm-hmm. I actually think is a good thing because it'll stir some stuff up and light some fires under people's you know, asses so that they actually get moving out of that, that area of comfort that they know and right. actually go for great, like you mentioned. It's forcing, it's forcing their hand at this point. It's forcing them. There's a, you know, I'm, I'm half Pakistani and there's, a, uh, there's like an old uh, Pakistani story and it's all about like, and it sounds, sounds kind of messed up, but I'm going to go through it anyways. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it, it's like, how do you boil a frog, right? And the whole idea is like, if you put a frog in boiling hot water, it'll jump out immediately, hmm. right? But if you put a frog in lukewarm or room temperature water, it'll sit there. And if you hmm. slowly turn it up five degrees by five degrees, the, the heat will start to sap the energy until the frog can't move anymore until it starts to boil, hmm. right? 
yeah. that's how a majority of our society actually lives. They are in that that slowly, like slowly boiling pot of water. Yeah. And until the point where they don't have any energy to actually get out. And that's how they end up living their whole life. Yeah, which is not a version of life that uh that you want to live. Yeah. So then, uh, so for you, what was it, do you think that was the ultimate, you know, the ultimate decision maker, like the straw that broke the camel's back for you when you were like, you know what, I know it sounds crazy, right? Because I'm sure like friends and family and parents and all that jazz, like everybody's looking at it as like, hey, you made a good recovery, right? Like you were 21 and you messed up and you got this DUI and it ruined all the plans that you had for your life. And I'm sure that there was like some turmoil in the family when something like that happens. And then it's like, okay, well, it seems like you're recovering really well. Like you're, you got the awesome, uh, you know, place to live. You're driving a nice car. You're making good money. Like everything's, everything's good. We don't have to worry about Xander anymore. And then you're like, actually, I'm going to throw all of that away to like be an online coach. <laughs> like talk to me through that decision-making process and what kind of feedback you got from those around you. That is a great question. So, so for me, it was, it was actually a conversation with a mentor. I had a conversation with a mentor of mine who was an entrepreneur and he asked me, he said, Xander, what would you do? What would you do if you couldn't fail? He's like, you have, you have all these skills, you have amazing potential, but what would you actually do if you couldn't fail? Right. And you were, you were talking about, we all live in that fear-based mindset. You know, I, I did an entire Ted talk around this, like how we all make our decisions out of fear. Yeah. And he asked me, he said, what would you do if you couldn't fail? Um, and I told him, I was like, you know, honestly, ever since, uh, ever since I got kicked out of the air force, the one thing that I feel like I've been, I've been missing is being able to lead and mentor others. Hmm. And he said, well, why aren't you doing that? And I, I basically, you know, I told him, I was like, well, I've got this amazing career. I'm making, you know, this much money. I'm, I'm in track to be one of the youngest directors in Cisco, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it was justification of justification. Hmm of this path that I I knew deep down that I didn't want to live. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, and he asked me, and, and I think this was the power is like, I, I had someone who was willing to tell me the truth, even though I didn't want to hear it. He said, Xander, just because there's a path laid out in front of you, does that mean you should walk it? And just because you're good at something, does that mean you should do it? Hmm. And, and he asked me, he goes, Xander, do you know the difference between you and me? And he was, an, he was a, a, like a seven-figure entrepreneur that traveled, traveled the world speaking in the health and wellness space. Okay. He just goes, do you know the difference between you and me? And I go, well, obviously you make a shit ton more money than I do. <laughs> and then he goes, the difference between you and me, I'm actually living my dream. And ever since you got kicked out of the Air Force, you're just dreaming one. And he goes, Xander, you put on this front, like you're this successful like, you know, guy, but deep down, I just see a scared little kid. And real he talk. like, <laughs> real talk, like it, it was the, you know, he just like, he ripped away the facade and was just like, I'm not listening to your bullshit anymore. He's like, yeah. I, you're just scared. No one's been willing to tell you that for 27 years. I'm gonna tell it to you right now. And, and like, after that conversation, that conversation was on a, on a Saturday, on a Saturday night. And I think it was fueled by a tiny bit of tequila and all Sunday, I could not stop thinking about that conversation. And then that next Monday, you know, I started to get on like my, my team calls, you know, it was like an 8am team call and then a 9am call with the Disney team and then a 10am call with the engineering team. And it was, you know, each hour I couldn't stop thinking like, I'm never going to get that hour back. Like 8am to 9am, I'm never going to get that hour back. 9am to 10am, I'm never going to get that hour back. 10am to 11am, I'm never going to get that hour back. And, and by lunchtime, 
I couldn't stop thinking, I, I'm never going to get this morning back. The one resource I can never get back is my time. And at lunch, I called up my manager. I called up Frank and I was just like, Frank, I'm done. And he's like, what, wow. do you, what, what do you mean you're done? Yeah. Like you're done at work for today. <laughs> like you're done with <laughs> you're lunch. Done yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, Frank, I'm, I'm done. And he's like, he's like, but like, did somebody give you an offer? Where are you going? What are you doing? I was like, I was like, no. He's like, well, I don't understand what, what's happening. I was like, I don't know either, but I know that this isn't it and I can't. Wow. Okay. So this one has been a long time coming and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, World Class Media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years. And over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests. So in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done for you podcasting solution, as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. Talk to me about like the practical side of that, right? So like if somebody's listening to this- Oh, there is absolutely no practical side of that. It is that great. (laughs) Okay. So so in terms of like financial stability at this point in your life, like were you saving money? Did you have rainy day funds? Was it- Yeah, that is a a great, great question. I think, you know, because everybody, you know, I was making great money. I think everybody assumed that like I had a ton of money saved up. Yeah. Dude, I'm a millennial. Like- (laughs) What do you think I did? I spent all my money on travel. Like I would go to Norway for like a weekend to surprise a buddy that lived out there. Like I would buy rounds of drinks at the bar for everybody at the bar because that would help fill the hole of not being fulfilled. I'm like making all this money. I want to do something good with it. Right. Yeah. Um, But uh, like basically I had about, um, I had about three months worth of living expenses saved up. And so when I quit, I had about three months worth of living expenses saved up. I spent every single penny within the first 30 days on mentorship and coaching programs and then dug myself into about 20 to 25 grand worth of debt on credit cards right after that. Which is super ideal. (laughs) Super, super smart, super ideal. But I think the big thing for me was like, you know, and obviously like I paid my way through UCLA, like you know, I looked back at that and I was like, I spent over a hundred and whatever thousand dollars to, to get right. a four year degree that did not get me where I wanted to go. Sure. Now for the first time in my life that I'm fully committed to like living purposefully and fulfilled, why would I even hesitate to invest everything that I can to make this work? Especially realizing that like I could get money back. 
right? right? The one thing I can never get back is my time. And I was done wasting my time. That was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And, and you know, it's funny cause I actually did something similar when uh, I decided to pursue the podcasting route. I didn't necessarily quit my job because I didn't have a job. I was just doing, you know, door to door sales and stuff like that. So yeah. I just moved to part-time door to door and I would just sell when I needed to, to, you know, make money or whatever. Um, but it's funny at the end of my first year of podcasting, I think I had like a $42,000 credit card maxed out yeah. just with personal development, just yeah. events like hotels for events, flights for events, um, masterminds, coaching, mentorship, like all of the above. And are, and to be clear, really quick, to be clear, are we suggesting that you, if you're listening to this, go out and get yourself into an insane amount of credit card debt with no plan or, or process in place? Like, no, that's not what we're suggesting. <laughs> but however, I think it is worth noting that that's a path that both of us took and actually did really well with. Because yeah. I think some people are just so, like for me, it wasn't even necessarily even about like the knowledge that I gained from it or the wisdom that I learned from the programs or whatever. It was, it was more, I think at the beginning, it was more just the mindset that it took to continuously be willing to bet on myself. Yep. Know that's, that, that's like, what I was going to say. It's, it's a wager on yourself. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a like, deposit into your future. It's, it's, it's more than just like the knowledge that you digest, right? A hundred percent. I think, you know, um, you know, I always, I always talk about like when it comes to entrepreneurship and it com comes to success in entrepreneurship, you can't 99% it, right? right? You have to be a hundred percent in. And I think one of the things that I learned very, very early on in my entrepreneurial career was every time I invested, you know, it forced me to go all in. Like I, I would, you know, the whole idea of like, you have to burn the boats, like you have to be a hundred percent committed, whether that's mentally, emotionally, energetically, or financially, you have mm -hmm. to make sure that you are 100% in this because yeah. if you've got a, if you've got a back door, you're always going to be looking at that back door and finding a way to pull yourself out when times get tough. And I yeah. think that's what it really taught me was like, I didn't have another option. Yeah. So when you don't have another option, you, you get resourceful and you figure out how to make it work. Yeah. And it also, it also taught me to value my time over my money, which is one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from the last two or three years of, of the personal development and journey and stuff that this, that I've been on is that, is that time is the ultimate asset. Money yeah. is not. And, and too, too many people value money over time. And it's only because of this one thing, ready? They don't have the confidence that they can go generate more money. Yeah. That's the only thing that keeps people from investing. Like me and you are in a $100,000 mastermind together. The, yeah. At the end of the day, the thing that allowed me to invest that money was that the worst case scenario was that I lose $100,000. That sounds like it's a ridiculous thing, but I'm confident enough in my ability to go generate more money that I'm not worried about the fact that I might lose $1,000. Like the potential upside and the potential reward was way outweigh, outweighing the risk of like worst case scenario, I lose hundred grand. Yeah. You know and I think saying? that, you know, the, you, you talk about, you talk about, you know, time that, that, that need basically you're buying time back. Right. Um, so when I think about investing in like a mastermind or like a high level program, you know, like specifically, let's think about like the one, you know, the one that we're in right now where we spent a hundred grand on it. It's like, it puts us around people that have been learning and become experts in their space for some of them for a couple of years, some of them for 10 years, some of them for 20 years, right? right? The best in the world when it comes to uh, coaching, mindset, entrepreneurship, social media, marketing, sales, like, you know, everything. 
And you want to talk about buying time back? Like you're, you're essentially paying to get like that person's 20 years of expertise on solving your problems. Yep. Right. Yep. I just paid for 20 years of expertise to, to solve my business problems. Right. Like that's phenomenal. That's, that's the shortcut. Like that's, that's the way to get where you want to go faster than everybody else is going. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, I think that was kind of the thing, you know, when I, when I first started, I knew, you know, I knew that again, like I mentioned, I, I, I didn't have the knowledge. I was starting from ground zero. I had no network. I had no, never built a business before. I'd never been a coach before. Uh, and I think the one thing that I knew was like, I was going to have to learn and I could, you know, we all learn from the school of hard knocks. We learn from success and we learn from failure. But if I could learn from other people's successes and other people's failures so that it expedited my process, I was more than happy to pay whatever was necessary to make that happen. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's the whole thing, man, is like just getting to the point where that's something that's okay for you. And then, yeah. and then being okay with the results either way, like working your ass off to make sure there's a return. But at the end of the day, if there's not just understanding that like, you know what, that was a decision that I made. I would, even if I could go back, I probably wouldn't make a different decision. And it only, it's, benefits it's funny. Me. It's funny. You bring that up because like there's, there was one, I, I specifically look back at one mastermind that I invested and it was when I was first starting off and it was 12 K. Yeah. And it was the first mastermind that actually put me into debt. Hmm. And it was the, like, quote unquote, the worst investment I could have made. Okay. It was a terrible mastermind. It was terrible content, minimal support. Yeah. Like it was, I didn't get a single thing from that mastermind. Yeah. But like the, uh, it's interesting the way that you mentioned it. I look back at that and I'm like, like, what was the best mastermind that I invested in? It was actually that one. Hmm. And the reason being number one, I learned exactly what I didn't want to be as a coach. Yeah. Number two, it gave me the opportunity to grow as a person and continue to invest in the face of fear afterwards. And it was the next, you know, two or three mentors that I ended up working with that really like solidified the, the recipe for me. And had I given into fear after that one 12K investment put me to, into debt, I would not be where I am today. But yes. it, gave, it showed me an opportunity to continue to yes in the face of fear. Yeah, I love that, man. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. I'd look back, there's a couple there was one in particular, it was a $15,000 investment. Um, it wasn't a mastermind even, it was just something that I bought. And I remember like deeply regretting it at the time, just like, man, I feel like I just wasted this money. I could have saved probably 10 of this and got it done somewhere else. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like it, it was, it was, it, it's stuff like that, that enabled me, like you said, to be able to continue betting on myself, even when I'm afraid that it may not go exactly as I had yeah. it planned and understanding that either way, it's okay. Like yeah. either way, if it, you're not going to die, Travis, right. you're not going to yeah. die. You're exactly. going to be fun. <laughs> like the worst case scenario is an okay scenario. It's not like the potential reward usually out, outweighs the risk in, in some of those scenarios. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying to go get yourself in debt willy nilly over stupid transactions. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. It's just simply like making the decision that you made, that with the best information that you had at the time and being okay with that and not letting it prevent you from doing something that you feel that you need to do again in the future. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, cool, man. I, I want to chat with you a little bit about, about relationships and networking because this is build sure. your network. Um, you are obviously huge into mentorship and the masterminds and the coaching and all that kind of stuff. Can you talk about the impact that maybe some of your mentors have had on you in your career? Oh, uh, it's everything. 
Uh, I think we, you know, we kind of, kind of hit on it a little bit, but you know, in terms, I've, I've been, I've been lucky enough to have some of the best mentors in, in, you know, every different space, whether it's uh, entrepreneurship and business, whether it's, uh, you know, mindset and self-development, whether it's subconscious psychosomatic work, marketing sales, I've been, you know, I've really been blessed to have some of the best mentors in, in pretty much every single space. Um, but again, it really comes back to like, I, I think, you know, those mentors have allowed me to grow as a person, as a leader, as a business owner, and as a coach, um, through experiences that I've never actually experienced. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like a, a good, good friend and mentor of mine and, and you know, Jack Canfield, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like he was one of the first people that I actually reached out to and, and, uh, um, connected with, you know, when I, when I first quit my job, I just, you know, basically like picked up my phone and Googled Jack Canfield phone number and called up Jack's office and got on the phone with his head of operations for like 30 minutes, told him my story. And by the end of that 30 minutes was on, on the phone with his uh, right-hand woman, Patty Aubrey, and then talked to Jack for a little bit. And 30 minutes later, I had a flight out to Arizona to spend the next three weeks with him and his team. Wow. Amazing. Um, but, uh, you know, like getting to, getting to learn how to be a, a good coach from Jack, Right. He's been in the space for you know the better part of five decades. Right. 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 It's like you can't you can't learn that on your own. Right. And then you and then you go look at like business leadership from people like uh, like Bedros Koulian and Craig Ballantyne and Joel Marion and you know all of our friends. Mm -hmm. And you know, they've all been they've all been in the online space or owned businesses for, you know, two plus decades and are fantastic marketers, copywriters, salesmen. And you know, to be able to learn everything that they've learned, you know, over their experiences over two decades of being entrepreneurs and online entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's, it's hard to compare that type of experience and wisdom sure. that they have from living it. You can't learn that from books, right? It's right. they've lived it. So it's, it's just different. And being able to absorb that is just absolutely, you know, can't compare it to anything else. Yeah, totally agree. So last question I usually ask everybody that's on the show, man, who you know or what you know, which of the two is more important and why? Oh, that is a great question. Um, oh, man. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with who you know. I'm going to have to go with who. And this is, this is coming from, you know, the deep down the core of me as an engineer wants to say what you know, because, because the what you know, then you can know where to find who you know. But I think at the core of it, it is who you know. So I couldn't agree more, man. And uh, obviously, you know, that's the answer that I thought at the beginning of the show when I started it. I thought everybody was just going to agree with me and we could move on. But, you know, a lot of people give different answers for that, which is why it's become kind of the staple question of the show. But um, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't, couldn't, agree more, couldn't agree more with you on that. Um, so before we sign off here, bro, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? What's the best way for people to connect with you and get to know more about what you got going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can check out what we do at High Impact Coaching by going to xanderfryer.com, Z-A-N-D-E-R-F-R-Y-E-R.com. Um, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram as well. It's at Xander Fryer. If you have any specific questions, feel free to just shoot me an email as well. I'm, you know, I'm open to helping out however I can. Uh, Xander at XanderFryer.com. So Z-A-N-D-E-R at Z-A-N-D-E-R-F-R-Y-E-R.com. But if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to connect. Um, you know, obviously I'm a coach. So one of the things that I love to do more than anything in the world is helping. Uh, so, so do not hesitate to reach out. 
Yeah, I really appreciate that, man. And uh, if you're listening to this, I can personally attest to the value creation part of Xander's personality. It's definitely there. It's definitely, whether it's natural or something he's worked on, he, he's very, very good at getting in with people, working through the problems or situations that they might be in. So definitely take him up on that. Xander, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. Always, always a pleasure to, to sit down and chat for a bit. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more, all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.